0: My main message is do not get caught up in what is seen, what is seen as the norm or what people kind of like expect, because um, at the end of the day, it's your wedding day. If people are going to attend, they're going to attend and they're going to be happy for you. They're not going to be bothered about whether they got the starter that they really wanted. Welcome to the Yes to I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy.
1: Hello and welcome to Yes to I Do, your wedding planning podcast. I'm Jack Brister, I'm your co-host today. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Piercy. Today, I had the opportunity to go and speak to Becky, who is uh, the events coordinator at Glen Lodge at Barbara Golf Club. We got to find out about their new venue, uh, and we talked about the, how to prioritize your wedding day. I must apologize, though, for my audio quality. I was uh, at Glen Lodge when we recorded this. We were sat in their conservatory. You can't hear me quite as clearly as you can hear Becky, but the important stuff comes straight out of Becky's mouth. This is how we got on. So Becky, tell us a little bit about Glen Lodge.
0: So Glen Lodge is the home of Boba Golf Club and we have been doing weddings here for several years, uh, mainly in our marquee out on our patio. Um, But this year, exciting news, we have started the construction of our brand new permanent building.
1: When is uh, that going to be ready?
0: Um, Should be ready for the grand opening at the end of April.
2: So how is that going to change things in terms of what you're able to offer people who want to come and get married there?
0: Um, It's mainly going to offer more availability, so with the marquee we were restricted to the summer months which is obviously not everyone's preference, Um, whereas with the new building, obviously all year-round availability. Um, With the marquee also the weather was a major factor, so this summer just gone, absolute nightmare trying to control the temperature in there because it was like a sauna and likewise when it's raining, obviously in the wind, um, not great. Whereas with the new building, air conditioning and underfloor heating throughout, so the weather doesn't really affect it too much.
1: That's great, I mean it's a a massive construction from what I've, you can see it as you come up the drive and you drive past the 18th tee, you see the the building kind of coming over the mountain, over over the mountain, over the hill, (laughs) Uh, and it looks like quite an impressive building so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the the kind of the finished product.
2: I was impressed to hear there was a mountain for a second there but uh, I'm now I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I, feel, I um, feel like I
1: oversold it a bit
2: there. Y- maybe a little bit. Uh, so um, tell me a bit more about the club. So obviously it's uh, up there. Is it Norfolk? Yes, it is. Yes, sir. So up there in Norfolk, so is it a kind of a, a historic club? Is it a kind of a, a newer club? Has it got much kind of history behind it?
0: The, the golf club has got a fair bit of history behind it. Um, I believe, I don't know exactly how long it has been running for but a very long time.
2: <laughs> and does the does, um, my, my point was more is the is the new building that you're putting in is it in keeping with the kind of the, the history and the heritage of the, the the building or is it kind of is it already in kind of newish modern club so that it doesn't really matter that was kind of my point.
0: Oh, um, so I would say that it ties in quite well. Um, so we've gone the construction of the new building we've gone for something that does tie in quite well with how the clubhouse currently looks at the moment. Um, so a bit modern but not doesn't shout like brand spanking new, like it's not bright white. Um, it's got quite a lot of characters for having wooden beams put in and large windows and doors, so it's kind of got a barn convergency, convergency feel. Um, but yeah, in a brand new building.
1: Um, uh, when Chris asked the question, the first thing that came to my mind was barn conversion esque because um, mm. you can see the plan for it on the, on the website, can't you? You can yeah. see what it's going to look like when yeah. it's finished, and it looks just like a a new barn conversion, so I think it's a, it's a fantastic, and it's got some great views looking out over onto the 18th um, green, I imagine, as well, when, when it's finished.
0: Yes. yes, yes, beautiful views with the veranda as well.
2: Yeah, well, oh, sounds fantastic. And uh, what's the course like there? Is it a, is it a, uh, is it a, t- have you played it, Jack? You played uh, it? I, I used to be thing, a member
1: though? here, I was a member here when I was a kid, um, so this is like my home club, I suppose. Um, my brother works here, obviously. Um, you know, I know a lot of the guys that work here, and um, yeah, it's a fantastic course. It's uh, 72 uh, par, so um, it's, a, it's a good, tough tough course. Um, I know they've done a lot of recent changes to it, so they've been moving about, added a couple of new holes, uh, but it's, it's a really fantastic course. And um, I think that the clubhouse um, really helps to kind of make the whole thing just seem very cohesive uh, it all kind of works quite nicely together it's not a massive club by any stretch but I think that works quite nicely for a wedding because it allows mm-hmm. you to kind of have a, a smaller intimate wedding and not feel like you're wasting space I think is that what yes. you say? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I think so
2: so I think it's quite interesting that there's been um, in my time doing weddings there's been a bit of an explosion of um, golf clubs being uh, more of a place to get married than ever before I think I um, think I'm not really sure why that is, um, but do you ever get people who are actually golf fans coming to get married to there because they're golf fans or they just like the venue and they like the the, the view and everything else?
0: Um, It is mainly the surroundings. I have had a few couples where um, the groom has kind of been adamant on, I really want to get married at a golf course because they are a keen golfer, Um, so they've then looked around and... I believe that Barbara is is a nice venue because as well as having the golf inside, you do get the lovely view. So it's kind of like with some couples, it's the groom's idea to come here because it is a golf course. But the bride then tends to end up falling in love with the venue and the views and everything we have to offer. So it does work really well.
2: Yes, I think that uh, quite often people don't realise quite how much effort goes into making golf courses look beautiful especially kind of the, the the higher end kind of courses um there's a huge amount of effort that goes into keeping it nicely kind of topiod uh, if that's the correct word um maybe not when it comes to trees and the trees but definitely the hedges and that sort of thing and just keeping it all, all the gar- grass kept to the right length so it 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 can look almost idyllic because of the, mm. because of the level of um, level of effort that has to go into making it look like it does
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah, I think what's nice about here is that, um, of because when I, I played golf a lot when I was a kid, I don't play so much anymore. Um, but I've obviously I've been to a lot of the golf clubs in Norfolk. In fact, most of them I've probably played at, and there are very few where they may have a great golf course, but that's that's the only draw. There's nothing sort of in terms of a clubhouse or in terms of any sort of building like, that's maybe a bit run down, a little bit old, a little bit haggard. Uh, because a lot of the golf courses around Norfolk are a little bit older. Um, so it's nice that they've here, at Borborough Bar- at, at Glen Lodge, they've managed to keep this uh, this clubhouse looking relatively spick and span. And of course, with the new building as well, they're constantly investing and in trying to make uh, make the most out of the space that they've got, which I think is fantastic.
0: Mm.
2: So, when people book a wedding at a golf club, is there certain rules about whether people are allowed to s- still play? Is it does it affect the the golfing? I mean, um, are you going to have loads of golfers invading your wedding day, or, <laughs> or is it all kind of kept very very separate?
0: Um, it all is all kept um, pretty separate, so it doesn't really affect the golfers at all. Um the only thing it affects is um, we believe here at Barbara that. We only we believe in strongly of only having one wedding or one event on a day. So the only thing that the wedding if we had a wedding book in, the only thing it would kind of prevent the golf side is them having a big golf day on. Um, so effectively we only stick to one big event per day so we don't overbook ourselves essentially. Um, our members are very respectful, they understand it's someone's wedding day. Um, so with the marquee, we tend to obviously have the marquee and then the bride and groom and all the wedding guests get used to the patio and the lower lawn area. And the members were very respectful of that. Um, you know, it's their wedding day. I'm not going to eat my lunch outside today. Um, obviously with the new venue and the added outside space, it does give the golfers use of the patio now as with the new venue, the wedding guests will have use of the veranda. Um, but it is kept pretty separate.
2: Oh, That's good it's Good to know because I think that's... Uh uh, often with venues, um, some that not many I work at, but it can be a case of them trying to jam as much in as possible because their, their focus is on the money and trying to get mm-hmm. as much money and as much kind of going on as possible. So I think it's really nice to that you kind of prioritize their wedding and the other other members and the, the golf club recognize that that is um, that is the kind of the priority for the day. So that's uh, really nice.
1: I think uh, a an advantage of a of a getting married at a golf club would be as well that not everyone is necessarily as enthusiastic, shall we say, about being at a wedding. But when you're at a golf club, if you're not enthusiastic about a wedding, you can sit and you can watch the golfers, uh, <laughs> certainly here anyway, you can watch mm-hmm. them playing the 18th because you've got the, the views looking over the 18th green and, and the end of the fairway. So, you know, there's... I think it's something like this, that there's the ability to be able to watch if you're not necessarily that interested in, in the wedding day. So you've got, you've got more things uh, to entertain more people.
2: I think that if I was a golfer and I had a whole wedding party finish uh, watching me uh, finish off my round at the 18th, I'd be pretty... Uh, I don't think I'd play to the best of my ability. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but if you hold that 25th you would have one yes. hell of a reaction, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, that 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 would be the uh, that would be the dream scenario. Or you, you you chip in from uh, for birdie from fifty yards or something like that, and have the ah, whole wedding party going nuts. It would be amazing, yeah. wouldn't it?
1: Uh, I think it's a, a great chance now to kind of move on to our main topic of conversation today. Uh, Becky, you wanted to talk about prioritizing your wedding day and what's mm-hmm. important for a wedding day. What uh, sort of drew you to that idea of talking about that today?
0: Um, The main thing that drew me to this topic is obviously I meet with wedding couples, several couples each week, some of which have already booked with us, some are just inquiring, that kind of thing. And quite often when it kind of gets the nitty gritty of deciding what food you're going to have, if you're going to put any drinks out, um, what entertainment, what higher items you're going to get in, I hear so many couples say, oh, but we need to make sure it's what so-and-so would like and we need to make sure so-and-so is happy. And I think that the main priority for a couple's wedding day is making sure that they're happy. And I have seen it where they've completely gone from like the initial inquiry of how they would like everything is completely different to the the finished day and all the set plans because they're so focused on pleasing everybody else when really they should just be focused on pleasing themselves.
2: Yeah, I think that people forget that uh, a, a wedding is a much more like a dictatorship than a democracy. <laughs> 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 so, I think, yeah, thank you, very, thank you very much for your opinion. However, we're still going to go with this option because it's our day. We're the one dropping tens of thousands of pounds on this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, I, I think it's a a great choice of topic and I think there's probably plenty to say about it because I think that one of my favourite sayings when it comes to weddings is that you can well in, in, in life in general actually I suppose is that you can you can please um, some people all of the time all of the people some of the time but you will never please everyone all of the time mm-hmm. um, yeah, Absolutely if say, and, if, and also if you try and please everyone you'll end up pleasing, pleasing no one so because that's just generally how things work so Yeah do it for you i, I couldn't i couldn't agree with that sentiment much more
1: yeah i think you you made a really good point when you said you know we're the ones or the, the bride and groom are the ones dropping tens of thousands of pounds like a wedding is not cheap to to put on so you ultimately have to be happy with the decisions that you're making uh, and you have to be happy with how the day turns out because it's your day at the end of the day you're not you're the one who spent the money you're mm-hmm. the one who needs to be happy with it so i think it's it's a great topic um and uh, we, uh, we've discussed it multiple times now on, on the podcast. Is that the most important thing is that you're happy with the day? So, uh, Chris, I know you've got something to say. So I'll uh, we'll let you, you talk.
2: <laughs> so, uh, just because Becky kind of brought this conversation or this, this topic up, just wondering. So obviously you're saying that uh, it's a bride and groom's day or a bride and bride's day, groom and groom's day. It's their day, so it's their decision on how to make things. Do you think that the things should be changed in terms of priority if? you know, a particular family member is paying for say half the day, if like the bride's family is paying for the wedding, you know, does that mean that the bride's parents then get more of a say because they're putting the money into it? Or do they, do you still think that, you know, it should be the couple's decision ultimately?
0: Um, yeah, I would probably say that if, if, say, the parents of the bride or the parents of the groom are putting some money in, because quite often um, with wedding inquiry meetings and the planning process, um, the bride and grooms do bring their parents along, and some of them have more of a say than others. Um, so, yes, I do think if they are, you know, contributing some money towards the wedding, they should have a say, but also the parents should be giving the money do, like out of the kindness of their heart because they want the bride and groom to have the best day not because they then want to kind of control whether they get soup instead of crab cakes for their starter that kind of thing
2: so it should be it should be you think that the money should be given as like it has n- no strings attached you're doing that but so that you then have to wear this bonnet because that's what my granny wore when she got married <laughs> in or whatever uh, so it's, it's mo- string stringless money is what it should be
0: Ultimately, Sorry. I believe so. Yeah,
2: I think, I think that's something I'd agree. What about you, Jack?
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's fair, because I think there's the tendency to go, well, they've contributed half, so they should, ha- have, they should help decide on half of it, or they've contributed a quarter, or they've paid for the flowers, for example. I know some people just pay for a specific part of the day, so maybe they pay for the flowers, and then you feel like they should tell you what flowers to get because they paid for it. But then it's their decision, not yours, and you know you're the one who needs to make that decision because they may, you know, you may have in your mind your dream wedding days. You've got pink and and blue flowers, for example. I don't know something like that. And then the person who's paying for the flowers says, "Actually, I want green and yellow." Um, And then you're not going to be happy with that day because you haven't got the flowers that you wanted, uh, or you ever really thought you were going to get. So I think you know you should take take their advice on for sure because they may have something that you may not have thought of mm. but don't have them dictate your day to you and tell you how you should do your day
2: yeah i think that's uh, a sentiment i agree with wholeheartedly uh, just uh wondering becky how long have you been doing wedding coordination there for
0: um so i've been at Borborough for just over a year i started at the beginning of september 2017
2: were you doing wedding coordination before that
0: Um, I was just being a waitress but I have just finished a degree in hospitality and event management so I kind of had all the theory um, and just gained a practical experience in the last year or so so I'm very new, (laughs) very new to the industry.
2: So just wondering in terms of um, helping couples uh, get their priorities right is there any particular tips you can kind of give in terms of what you think is uh, how they can sort out what is important to them?
0: Yes I would say it's definitely a joint decision between bride and groom quite often I always find it a little bit strange when just the bride or just the groom comes in to make the big decisions about what kind of food they're going to have for their wedding breakfast um, what kind of decorations they want and I know obviously most commonly the bride does get more of a say than the groom um, but it is the groom's day as well <laughs> um, so probably just to take into consideration that both the bride and groom are going to have different wants and needs and to come up with a compromise.
1: I think that's that's fair because I, I mean i tell the story uh, more than once i don't know if i've told it on the podcast or not but i was at a wedding fair a couple of weeks ago and uh, the bride has given me some information or something i can't quite remember now and i was just chatting to the groom and the bride's mother and i was saying well what made you choose the venue and the groom turned to me and he said i didn't care the bride wanted to get married there so we got married there And I think that's uh, all too common a thing that happens when, in fact, the groom could have more of a say, and I think they should have more of a say, really, um, because it is their day as well. And, you know, they're not just financially contributing, but they're contributing their time and their their love, I suppose, to to kind of cementing their love with their their couple. I know it's making you feel a bit sick, isn't it, Chris? (laughs)
2: That contributing their love line just kind of made me feel... I mean, for, for, for you especially, that was a horrendous line. Wow! Know, I'm
0: usually,
1: being sick about things you're saying, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, that was much worse
2: than anything I've ever said. Wow! Um, <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with where you're coming from on that, and I think that when it comes to grooms making decisions, I think there's often a case where they literally don't care. You know, if, if it's like if it's the colour of the chair sashes or something like that. I mean, they from, from their point of view. it's maybe it's just not going to have any impact on the day whatsoever but I do think that uh more often than people realize grooms do actually have quite a lot to say or to have an opinion on stuff um but they're also cognizant of the fact that it's the bride's day so they kind of let them do what they want and then they will often get asked oh what's your opinion on this and when they do get asked about something it might then be something they don't care about so like oh whatever you want darling because and when they say that i I do think that is coming genuinely from a place of, mm. I, I, literally whatever you want because it makes no difference to my part of the day whatsoever. But I do think that if grooms do have a strong opinion on something, then they should stand up and say something. But you know, obviously that's going to vary from relationship to relationship. I think,
0: I think the main the main message of because loads of people will prioritise different things. Like for some couples, the food will be the most important aspect of the day, so that will be what they prioritise most, and like. Likewise, um, might be entertainment. Some other people might be really important for some other couples to provide drinks all the evening. So it does vary couple to couple. My main message is: do not get caught up in what is seen, what is seen as the norm or what people kind of like expect, because. Um, at the end of the day it's your wedding day if people are going to attend they're going to attend and they're going to be happy for you they're not going to be bothered about whether they got the starter that they really wanted or not um or the decoration they're not particularly a fan of they're not going to worry too much about that they're just mainly going to worry about the bride and groom being happy and having the best day
2: i think when it comes down to a lot of it um can get caught up in tiny little details like oh should we go for this starter or this starter these canapes or these canapes and you know obviously you're going to be having them like brides can be having them grooms can be having them or the, like, the couple can be having them um but anyone who's attending that wedding so 80 90 100 people however many people it is they're never going to know what the other options were no so like getting caught up in the, the kind of how oh is that going to be okay or not okay or whatever it's they're not going to know so it's fine and like particularly when it comes to even smaller things like you know this certain colour of something or other you know p- people aren't going to know so I think when it if it's something you're definitely going to have you know trying to decide between a couple of things then you know you just go for what you like because they'll never know the other thing anyway and if it's I think if it's coming down to whether you should have a a thing or not have a thing which is a slightly different concept of course it's about understanding how much value that's going to add to your day um and that's very much different to the cost of it cost and value are not the same thing at all and i think this is something that we we've touched on quite a few times on the podcast jack but we haven't really gone into any detail on it yet
1: no. yeah i think that's uh, something that does need to be talked about and perhaps we could do it in uh, february's facebook live uh podcast episode so i think that'd be a good one to, to kind of talk about but now i think it's a good time to move on to our quick fire questions uh chris do you want to ask the first question
2: that was a uh was that a rhetorical question that uh, yeah well, it
0: was your answer chris <laughs> ask the first
1: question
2: becky hello quick fire question number one what is your number one tip for couples choosing a venue?
0: My number one tip would be make sure you thoroughly do your research. There are, especially in Norfolk, there are several kind of hidden gem venues which many people don't particularly know about. Um, so I would definitely say thoroughly do your research, explore all your options, even the ones that you kind of haven't really given, given a thought to because it may well be something that ends up being perfect for you and perfect for your day.
2: Um, and just as a kind of follow-up question, which we don't normally do in kind of quick questions, do you have... Um a suggestion of how many venues that couple should uh, visit before they kind of make their decision?
0: I would say after they've done all the research, mainly online, because that tends to be the best place to research all the venues, um, especially through sites like Bride Birkin facebook and the wedding items for sale pages on facebook they tend to be really good for finding the hidden gems i would say visit between five to ten venues get all the information sit down thoroughly browse through it work out what's going to be best for you if something is definitely isn't going to work if something is a possibility and then from that list yeah go from there i think
1: that makes perfect sense um so becky question number two Mm -hmm. what is your best wedding story?
0: um so obviously being a wedding manager for a venue um most weddings just fly by so quickly however there is one story that always stays in my mind and throughout all the weddings we've done over the last year and that is one i believe it was in august and they were having all the group photo shots and all the groomsmen were kind of having the group shot in front of the 18th hole and (laughs) they all decided it'd be a good idea to lift up the father of the groom and hold them above their heads um, which worked out really well until after large amounts of alcohol had been consumed they ended up dropping the father of the groom and the moment was caught cool on camera of course it was. <laughs> which is great i need to see this
2: pit. What, video camera <laughs> or photo 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 i need to see that photo it sounds it sounds like uh yeah, i saw a photo the other day actually of um think it was the best man face planting during the um during the kind of one of the group shots it's just everyone (laughs) kind of just kind of realizing it's about to fall and pointing and laughing so love that uh conversely what is your worst wedding story
0: oh that's a difficult one um i would probably say the worst worst wedding story was this summer I think it was the end of July when we had kind of like the peak of the heat wave it was getting up to like 32 33 degrees and we had a double wedding um on a weekend so one on a Friday one on a Saturday and on the Friday night kind of like when the evening guests had arrived obviously they're making the most of like the mild evenings they were taking like the clubhouse furniture outside um and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the heavens opened and it was i don't know if you remember but we had an awful thunderstorm that yes. night and it went on for hours and the rain was just torrential um obviously all the sides of the marquee had been up during the day to let all like the breeze in and when we went round to close the sides of the marquee to obviously prevent the rain and the wind from getting in one of the zips on the panels in the marquee just completely split <laughs> So it was a DIY job of duct tape and towels to try and get this marquee panel closed without the guests getting all wet. And then at the same time, trying to grab all the clubhouse furniture in from outside. And literally, um, our clubhouse manager, our supervisor and myself, we looked like we had jumped in the pond on the 18th. We were that drenched.
2: (laughs) Talk about taking one for the team though. That's that's, uh, going above and beyond the call of duty, I reckon. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I we to, try
1: <laughs> i see i do remember that that thunderstorm and i think i went outside for about 10 seconds and came in like i jumped into <laughs> the 18th as well so yeah i remember that well uh, and finally what is your number one general wedding planning tip
0: so my general number one wedding planning tip is with regards to suppliers because obviously as a venue and um, we have lots of contact with suppliers um, about higher items etc my advice would be get them booked in sooner rather than later. Um, especially in Norfolk, I've noticed that some if couples leave it a bit too late, they will struggle to say get the light up, Mr. and Mrs. letters, get the flower walls. Um, so I would say book your hire items in a lot sooner than you think because they will sell out and they are obviously very popular, especially during the peak season. And you don't want to be disappointed on your day that you didn't get the hire items that you initially dreamed of.
2: Sounds like like pretty solid advice. And you just (laughs) said finally, Jack, but it wasn't finally because we have our random... Random
1: random question. And and (laughs) this is very random
2: today. (laughs) Very random. I I was just sat here staring into the middle distance trying to think of something. Um, Becky, what's your earliest childhood memory?
0: Oh, gosh.
2: Same question to you as Jack, whenever you're... Yours is probably something to do with Mickey Mouse, if I was to wager. Um,
1: yeah, no. Um, possibly. That was, that was all the options there, wasn't it? Um, for me, it's a good question. It might well actually be the day that I got my first magic set, as sad as that is. <laughs> I know, I see your face grimacing at that, but I think it's probably true
2: fair enough Becky? Um, beck, beck have you uh, managed to recall yours
0: um, yeah so the earliest one that I can remember fairly well is I think I can't even remember how old I was I was a young child and we'd just got these new bean bags at home and I was, me and my sister were taken it in turns to run and jump on the bean bag and one time I ran and jumped on the bean bag but slipped and ended up head backing the glass TV unit <laughs> leaving me with a lovely scar on my forehead <laughs>
2: Like Harry Potter, <laughs> Just like Harry Potter.
1: Well, magical. I've got, scar- I've got a little scar by my eye where I hit my head on the TV cabinet as well. It's still there. Look at I that. And,
2: and yet we still haven't banned TV cabinets. So, you know, I know. know. <laughs> they cause a lot of injuries. Uh, Jack, you, you owe me a big thank you. I've decided. Why? Because I think that through my um, gentle and very thorough therapy have cured you of saying absolutely it's been so many weeks it's true i know i, By I drawing I mean, amazing <laughs> so I, I, although it you might think it was me kind of making you the, the subject of derision i was genuinely trying to genuinely trying to help you and i think i've brought you through this dark time we've actually felt like you had to start every sentence with absolutely so i think you uh, can thank me for that
1: I will thank you for that. I think um, I'm going to do it in the style of my friend Stephen Bridges off, uh, off of YouTube. If you don't know who he is, YouTube him, where he finishes every video with thank you. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Chris.
2: You're welcome. Uh, so if people want to know about uh, the venue, how can they get in contact with you, Becky?
0: Um, So we've got a website, which is www.barbara.com, or you can find us on Facebook as Glen Lodge Barbara. Same with Instagram. And yeah, just get in touch with us.
1: Perfect. Chris, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go?
2: They can go to chrispiercymagic.co.uk, piercy is spelled P-I-E-R-C-Y. Also on Facebook and Instagram. And Jack, you beautiful yeah. quaffed man, That's how me. can they get him How can they find out about you?
1: Uh, if people want to find out more, they can go to www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook, Jack Brister, The Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at Uh, And that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Becky.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: And uh, we will be back next week. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do podcast.